Welcome back to the Texas Power Hour. This is JC, your host. We don't have RDA, but we have a special guest. We have Jacob back to talk with some hoops. We have the NBA Finals here. It's here. I mean, Kevin Durant might not be here, but we're here. It's like Toronto, Golden State. This is what we've all been waiting for. A final without LeBron. Not really. But Drake's going to be here. Drake's here. <laughs> Drake, the entertainment factor, is here. Jacob, how you feeling, man? I'm feeling pretty good. Pretty confident on my bracket so far. Yeah, I know. It's like you dropped one on Twitter a while back. If you're following Jacob, he's at Jacosaurus Rex, something like that. And then you can follow us at the Text Power Hour on Twitter. You got a bunch of info. But you dropped the bracket, and, I mean, this was – this was his final prediction. This is a finals that you chose. And now I guess the only thing left to do is to dissect the entire NBA finals. I mean, from top to bottom. And that's what the show is today. We've got the NBA finals. So, Jacob, the X factor for Golden State, what do you think it's going to be? Is it going to be Draymond? Is it going to be Chef Curry? Is it going to be Clay Thompson? Or even the, the absent Kevin Durant? I think it's going to be Steph Curry. Man, that guy, he's been playing pretty well. And man, once he's once he's rolling, man, he they are tough to beat. It doesn't matter who's playing. Um, you saw them play without Durant last series and basically destroyed Portland. So I look, I, Steph's gonna be my guy. They ride out with him. They ride or die with Curry, and I like it. But you know, he's averaging over twenty-seven points. I mean, in the playoffs, this is. But that's where his career has been hovering around about twenty-seven points. I mean, his career is twenty-three, but you know, in the early parts of his career, he had those ankle injuries, and it's like since those surgeries on literally both ankles, he's been unstoppable. I mean, he has three rings, three-time NBA championship, but he's still looking for his first NBA Finals MVP, and I think. You're right. I think this could be it. But, you know, one player that we're overlooking is Draymond Green. Um, he's a defensive force. He had, I mean, he he's averaging almost double-double in the playoffs right now. Without Kevin Durant, he's averaging like three blocks and then eight assists and then over ten points a game. And then that's not counting his rebounds. He's averaging almost a triple-double. So, Play off Draymond, is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It might be. You know, I watched a video earlier. He was at, you know, they doing the press conferences and stuff like that. And it was, it, it, I call it the speech because that's all you need is the speech. Draymond goes in, you know, with the reporter. The reporter asks, hey, are you know, something about along the lines of, hey, how do you feel you're doing, you know, so far? And he says, well, I go about it to be the greatest who's ever done it. I have the mindset to be the greatest whoever will do it and whoever has done it. I'll always work to be the best at what I do. And he goes on to talk about, well, if you're a reporter, you want to be the best that you do. And that's that's the mindset you have to have. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, exactly. That's and You know, that one video, I almost felt some some likeness toward Draymond, but I can't do it. I don't like Draymond. Yeah, I, I respect him, man. He's one of those dirty, you know, the garbage players, you know, who's always going to, do the little things that don't add up, you know, to much on the stat sheets, you know, dive for loose balls, tip outs, you know, closing off people. But, yeah, he's really good. He's definitely turned his season around. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, he's one of those guys up in your grill. I mean, that will not let you live. 
a play that you messed up on. He'll be being your ear in the entire game. Oh yeah, but if I had to choose between Draymond and Durant, it's Durant all day, every day. <laughs> you have to. I mean, so right now we're looking at a team that you know you just said. That, I mean, they pretty much. I mean, destroyed Portland. I mean, absolutely destroyed Portland. I mean, it was a sweep, wasn't it? Or didn't they? Did they win one? They won one. See, right there. See, that's what I thought. See, my memory is kind of old. I mean, I'm getting old. I'm up there in age and all. But, but you know, the fact that they were able to pull that off with Durant shows that, I mean, they can do it without him. But you got to remember, and you got to remember, they had Curry, Iguodala, Draymond, and then Clay Thompson. That was their core four whenever they won their first NBA championship, you know, in that 73-win season or 72-win season. Yeah. So, right now, it's like Clay's 19 points per game, 39% from three, but he's hitting 92% from free throws in the playoffs right now. Draymond, like I said, 13 points, 9.9 rebounds, you know, per game, almost a triple-double with eight assists as well. But – you know, Durant coming back, you know, I heard something the other day, and it made complete sense. They can play without Durant. They're great without Durant, but they're unbeatable with Durant. Do you agree with that? Oh, yeah. Um, I remember seeing a thing. Uh, I read an article it was on the Ringer, and they were talking about how for all the greatness that Kawhi is, the last time that they went against each other in the playoffs was Oklahoma City who was Durant's team and right. Spurs and Kawhi guarded Durant most of that series. And he averaged like 29 points on Kawhi. Whoa. So, I mean, I mean, he can shoot over him, you know, he can shoot over him like nothing. He can get a shot anytime he wants Dude, that guy's just next level, man, offensively. Yeah. And, and you know, I think that was the year that Oklahoma beat the Spurs and then they went on to lose against LeBron in the finals. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, Durant's come a long way, and I mean, Durant, he was, he's been getting a lot of flag for you know the whole Golden State Warriors thing. Is he gonna stay in town? Is he gonna leave? And you know, at a certain point, I think Durant's gonna stop caring about everything. And, you know, you know, he might stay in town. You know, with the team, he might stay in Golden State. You know, at the end of the day. But one thing that interests me, you know, uh, Durant's dealing with an injury, but he's traveled with with the team to Toronto because Toronto obviously had the better record there. You know, they're obviously going to take home court advantage right out the gate. But Durant travels with the team for game one and two. So they're obviously hoping that he's going to play. And this is one thing that that frustrated me with Kawhi last year because obviously I'm a Spurs fan. Kawhi didn't even make the trip with the Spurs. I mean, everybody knows, hey, he was hurt, he was hurt, he was hurt, but he didn't make right. the trip with the Spurs. But Durant's traveling with the team. If whether he's gonna play or not gonna play, he's with the team. But but do you expect him to play in these first two games? I don't, man. And frankly, I think they should keep him out unless he's like one hundred percent, like no issues. But I mean, man, they Golden State has such a good like offensive flow from the last series. Like to throw even Demarcus Cousins in that. Man, we kind of maybe throw a wrench in it, but I mean, you sacrifice that if it's Durant, not for Demarcus. Though that guy, yeah, I don't know. He he's just not the same level player as Durant. So no, he's not. And I mean, you have to think. I, yeah, I was gonna say, um, 
And two, if I was Durant, you know, if I wasn't 100%, man, you got to think about, you know, injuries, man. Injuries, maybe something happens in the playoffs that turns into something, you know, in the championship that turns into something major. I don't know that, you know, that it would affect people still wanting them, but, I mean, you just never know. Right. I mean, you. the last thing you want to do is, I mean, push yourself to a point where, I mean, I think it's a calf injury he's dealing with, but you know, whenever you're about these Raptors. <laughs> oh man, I was waiting for you to ask me that. Okay, so Kawhi Leonard. I want let's just start off with Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. He played in double overtime, over fifty minutes, and he was hurt. And that's all I gotta say about that because he was hurt with the Spurs. But you know, they did a they did a piece on him a while back, and him and his uncle and everything like that. But it showed if they said that the Spurs didn't believe that he was actually hurt that he couldn't play. You know, the Spurs, their their athletic training staff, you know, they said, Hey, you know, you're you're good, you know, we cleared you, you can play. But then Kawhi and his camp, they said, Well, no, 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 no. He's not ready. You know, I can see it from both sides. You wanna you wanna you wanna protect your investment and you know, especially at that age, Kawhi, you're about to get a supermax deal from whoever. But to show that he's willing to fight for the Raptors, just he's willing to fight through whatever he's going through to win. I mean, you can't discount that. And Kawhi Leonard, yeah, man, yeah. he's got the heart he's of the champion, man. Heart of the champion. He's already he's already a one time NBA champion, but but I think the Raptors have a chance, a slight chance, but they have a chance. <laughs> yeah, it's it's up in the air for me, man. Uh, I'm 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 thinking it's going to be a tall order to. To accomplish, you know, similar to the goal, uh, the Cavaliers with LeBron James, who was the last team that beat him. Um, yeah. He he has to play like that level of great, like LeBron level. Um, yeah. And not saying Kawhi can't get there, but man, if you compare the Toronto team to the LeBron team that beat the Warriors, okay, LeBron had Kyrie. That dude can get a bucket anytime he wants. Exactly. They don't have anybody on – Toronto doesn't have anyone on their team equal to what Ky- Kyrie is. I mean, I guess you could say Lowry because he's the same position player, but – He's not he, Kyrie Irving. He's not – yeah, he he's – his game's not like that. No, so, I see that. Kyrie – I mean, Kyle Lowry had a game where he had zero points at one time in the playoffs. Yes, and, that you know, that can't happen, man. It's – it's just one of those things, and then it's going to be Kawhi putting on one of the all-time greatest single performances in the NBA Finals type of thing. Yeah, like it's you said. It's not possible, but it is yeah. going to take a lot. Yeah, and you know a lot of people, you know, they credit LeBron for breaking the Cavaliers back against the Warriors, you know, like you were saying, but it was Kyrie Irving who hit the dagger three to seal the deal. I mean, everybody forgets that, you know, Kyle, I mean, did I say Kyle Lowry? Kyrie. Kyrie. Oh, I say Kyrie. Okay. Yeah, it was Kyrie. Yeah. Okay. Kyrie Irving, I mean, he was the one who sealed the deal. And it was, I mean, it was a step back three, it was almost 30 feet deep. And, I mean, it was it was a shot, I believe. It was over Curry. And it was one of, like you said, it was an all-time great, you know, great performance by LeBron and the Cavaliers. But everybody, everybody said, it, you, know, you know, they discount Kyrie Irving, what he did. And you're right. The Raptors don't have anybody that level. Yeah, like you said, Kyle Lowry, but he's averaged only 14 points a game, you know, in the season. 
But, I mean, yeah, the season and in the playoffs. But that's it, man. But, yeah, um, other than that, you have Serge Ibaka, you have Danny Green, you have Mark Gasol, but nothing like nothing to the extent of Kyrie Irving. And like you said, Ky- uh, Kawhi Leonard, he's the best two-way player in the game right now. Better, I think he's better two-way than, you know, obviously Kevin Durant. I think he's better than LeBron at this point. And if he can stay healthy throughout the series, he'll give him a chance. But in the end, I think, it's, like you said, it's going to be a super tall order. But listen to this. Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard, 31 points per game, eight rebounds, and he's he's hitting 87% at the free throw, 38, 38% from three points, and he's hitting 50% of his shots he's taking. So – at that rate, you know, 30-plus points a game, you know. Yeah, and he's got a pretty high assist rate for his career, I think. Um, yeah. I mean, so, it's, I'm going, I want to say mid-sevens, I believe. Yeah, so he needs, you know, he needs the other guys to come through. You know, the shots are going to be there for him. They just have to make them. I mean, I'll just jump ship to the next segue, which is my X Factor for Toronto, and that's going to be – Everyone, not Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> I mean, you know, Pascal Siakam, he's the most improved yeah. player. He hasn't played well in the playoffs, hasn't shot well. Then you have Fred Van Fleet, who played well, but hasn't played well in the playoffs so far, except for the last couple, the last two games, games five and six, that helped close out. The Bucks. he played good, but Danny Green's been ice cold from three-point land. Gasol yeah. hasn't shot good. Um, nope. I mean, I don't even know if they would be able to play Gasol in the lineups. You know, they've they've lost Durant, Golden State, yeah. so they they've been playing these small ball lineups, which was the original Hamptons Five lineup with Draymond, Draymond at the five, then Iguodala, Clay Thompson, Steph. So I mean, if they're out there like that, who's Gasol going to guard? You know, I mean, he's a he was a great. He still is a good defensive player, but he's not yeah. going to be able to guard Draymond, who will just basically go right by him. Even he would like tear him up. I mean, Iguodala. I mean, Iguodala's old, but he would still take. I mean, he would take care of Gasol. He would work him until there's no other day. You know. Yeah, but I mean, the only thing that would be Gasol's saving grace for him playing a lot is if he is hitting everything that he throws up from three points, because they're going to give him that shot based on his percentage in the playoffs, which is not a very high percentage, they're <laughs> gonna they're gonna leave him open and be like beat us. And that's what the that's they're probably gonna be the Golden State Warriors game plan is make everyone else beat you but Kawhi. Force the issue for him to get rid of it past the open man and drink you know, um Danny Green's gotta hit the shots. And if they can all do that, they got a chance. You have a chance. And see, now, my, my X factor, now that you're on it, Kyle Lowry, he's averaging over eight assists in the playoffs right now. And he needs to find a way to, like you said, to get everybody else, not Kawhi, the ball in a position that they can that they can succeed. They can make, make shots because you let if you let the game get out of hand against the Warriors, you're done. And, I mean, if you get – I mean, if they get – I guess – Staff, if, if Clay gets hot, even Draymond can hit a shot from three if he needs to. But Steph and Clay, the Splash Brothers, 
that everybody wants to talk about Durant too, but the Splash Brothers are back. I mean, since yeah. Durant left, the they have been on fire and they, like you said, been unstoppable. I mean, yeah. uh, actually, with, my my X factor is going to be Drake for Toronto. Drake, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're I, not. I, I love seeing Drake on the sidelines, man. It it gets me pumped to see him like a fan, just like. I mean, that's how I am at home, pretty much watching the game. It gets fired up. I, I respect that level of compassion and uh, love of the sports team. Yeah, That's you know, been like, one of my favorite parts of the playoffs, actually, is just seeing him get into it with Giannis and everybody. <laughs> you know, you know. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up. You know, Clay Thompson, I read something on Bleacher Report as well, and he said, uh, you know, just because of, you know they're playing against Drake doesn't mean he's skipping his uh, songs on his uh, playlist and everything. Oh yeah, I did, I did kill more. <laughs> you know, but um, you know what, man? I would, I would, I'd be the same way, man. I couldn't like <laughs> just just because you're playing against him. I don't know if I can skip his music. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. Drake really has that many songs that would I would listen to like if I was working out or getting ready for a big game, you know what I mean? Like I can't think of many. Well, Clay lives like that kind of guy. He he lives like he lives to the soft R and B stuff that Drake that you know Drake does. Maybe he would listen to somebody blowing up a cell phone while he's yeah. getting ready. That's <laughs> that's one of my favorite things of the NBA is the level of pettiness with everyone. <laughs> NBA pettiness is next level. No other no other professional sports that I can think of has the level of pettiness like the NBA. I'm telling you, man. I mean, from Lance Stevenson blowing in ears, I mean, to Chris Paul and Steph Curry throwing out the, uh, you know, I mean, Chris Paul kicking Steph off the uh, practice floor or whatever. I mean, it, it I mean, Kev- Kevin, <laughs> one of the biggest ones was one of my favorites was Kevin Durant going on CJ McCollum's podcast. Oh yes! And telling him, dude, you're not gonna win the championship <laughs> on his own <laughs> podcast. That's so funny. on his own podcast, dude. He it was the ultimate troll job. Yeah. And, I mean, he was right, but man, this talk that, about straight disrespect. That's the NBA, man. <laughs> that is the NBA. But you know, that's that's what makes it great. You know, you don't see too much of it from the NFL, other you know, other than from the big time play. I'm up in Pittsburgh. That's where it's at. That's where it's at, you know, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, and Big Ben, but that's where you see it all. You know, yeah. I mean, the pettiness, you know, between players, but the NBA, you can see it everywhere, you know. And, you know, from when Durant left OKC to, you know, to Golden State, and then when they're on the they're competitiveness on the floor and everything, you know, it all it all adds up, and now it's building to the finals, and it's, it's here, you know. So I guess, the, I mean, final – you know, final item of business is to make our predictions. You know, they're starting out in Toronto. Well, go yeah. Before we go to that, I want to know who is your pick for the MVP? Oh. Before we get uh, to the, Then we'll make the finals prediction. MVP. I, I, want, I want your pick and your reasons. My reasons. Okay. I'll, Let's I'll, go, see. I'll, I'll let you uh, simmer on that because I've already thought about it, so I could go first. Talk to me. What you got? I got – I pick Harden because – Harden? I pick James Harden because if you think about it, Chris Paul went down early in the season, right? Yeah. This dude single-handedly carried his team 
on his back, Greg Jennings, the greatest of all time. <laughs> I know you know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking okay. about. <laughs> so Harden put this team on his back. I mean, next level, he was sleeping and getting buckets. Average like almost 40 points. And 40 so, like, points. Yeah, and so I do it by which player does the most with the least. And when Paul went down, James Harden was a total offense. He brought them up from, like, the seventh seed all the way to where they finished the third seed by himself. And, you know, the other guys chipped in a little bit. But, I mean, let's just face it. Harden is the Rockets. And I don't – I don't, you know, I acknowledge Giannis had a great season. They went further in the playoffs. They but, did? What? No, it's, no, keep going. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah, they went further in the playoffs, but their system is, like, so good, and he had put up big numbers all year. But I just think that if if you're counting the playoffs, he didn't play as well as Harden did like, to an extent. But I just – Harden carried the team so far for so long by himself – and put up the numbers that haven't been seen since Jordan Wilt Chamberlain days. Well, Giannis did too. Giannis put up some Kareem Abdul-Jabbar numbers with the rebounds and blocks, but crazy good, man. Yeah, Harden carried the load for longer, and he had more of a a greater impact to me for his team than Giannis had on his. So that's that's my my pick. Harden that that kind of threw me for a loop. That kind of threw me for a loop. I thought you were going to say either the Greek, the Greek freak, or you know, I mean, really, I thought. I mean, thought you were going to throw. I mean, if uh, I mean something completely out of left field, somebody like you know Kawhi, but you know, I like, I love the Greek freak. I think it is going to be him for me. Like, I mean, you pretty much said it for me. I mean, the, if the man can shoot, he's. I mean, he's going to be the absolute best player in the NBA. The man can find a mid-range jumper, but imagine he did all of the – they were so successful. They were the number one seed in the East. I think they had the best, I mean, record in the entire NBA from, you know, being led by a oh, player yeah. who can't shoot yeah, the ball. Right. He can't shoot the ball. And the the fact that he's able to take over a game like that, you know, the he, he can, he's a five-point player. Yes, so, and the fact that he couldn't shoot the ball – I, you know, I will say ultimately was their downfall. Yeah. Because they, you know, playoffs come, they lock in on you and your weaknesses. Toronto basically trying. shut off the lane to him. You know, he went several quarters in the playoffs without scoring any points. Yeah. Um, but he did, he did shoot some threes and he made some. So that's a positive. He shot probably more in the playoffs three pointers than he did in the regular season. <laughs> You're like, right. You're right. And, you know, like I said, Toronto's MP is going to be great because he's the only reason why they made it to the finals. Mike Buddenholzer was was crazy upset because of Drake. And so he, he got so upset the NBA actually talked to Drake. But I don't see Drake going away anyways. Drake's, uh-uh. technically, no Drake's, te- Drake's technically an employee of the Raptors. They have him in an, an official occupancy as their ambassador. That's so, true. They are technically – he is technically an employee for the Raptors, so they can't say too much. But, but I mean – I want my, more Drake this finals. More Drake this finals. More Drake, less Durant. 
more Drake, less Steve, less Steve Kerr. You know, you know, I'm never rooted for um, Golden State, and I don't know if I could root for Golden State. So, I mean, my oh, well, obviously my MVP was the Greek Freak, obviously because he couldn't shoot, and he led that team the that entire way. I mean, he's all he was almost here. He was almost here. They were up two games to nothing. But then, like you said, his inability to shoot was dealt the biggest downfall for them because if he couldn't shoot, if he couldn't make a basket, I mean, what else could they do? Well, but, yeah, I mean, he's a he's he's got a lot of blame, but Bolt Bootenhoser, he didn't make some adjustments that he needed to make. Um, you know, he let he let Chris Middleton guard Kawhi for such a long stretch when their best defender on him was Mal Malcolm Brogdon, so he should have been guarding him more. He I guess there's just a learning experience, you know. It's like one of those things that they always say, you know. But it really was. You know, it's Giannis's first time out of the first round. Bootenholzer has been – I think he's been to the conference finals, but any, but LeBron's been there up until this point. So – but anyway, yeah. So I think that um, he had some good points about Giannis, but Harden's my pick. <laughs> I don't blame you. I think RDA would like that pick with Harden. You know what? I think RDA would choose Luka just for the hell of it. You know, that's just him. But who, um, who are you going with in the finals? How many games? In the finals, man, I'm going with the Raptors in four. I, I'm not just playing. So, um, <laughs> I'm gonna. I mean, as much as I don't want Golden State to do it, I think they're going to three-peat, and it'll be in five games. I think. I think the Raptors will win one game here in Toronto, and it might be game two. I think they might win game two, but then the, I mean, Chef Curry's going to get cooking back and go to state. going to win the, I mean, they're going to win the next three. I mean, so it's going to be go to state in five, if you ask me. Yeah. I'd say the, the, the perfect one for Toronto to win would be probably the first game because Golden State had a week off. Toronto still got a little bit of momentum and still a little bit more like, in game shape, you know. Yeah, that so makes sense. If if they're to steal, you know, I, my prediction is Golden State in six. I, okay. I think Toronto. I think Toronto will get, you know, get a couple. That'll work. Yeah, and, because I, they have to find a way. Because I don't want this to be competitive. I don't want it to be a sweep. If it's a sweep, I'm gonna be so mad. Kawhi's on the team, man. It's gonna be competitive. No Even doubt. Even the the Portland series, man, they got you know they got beat pretty bad, but they were up double digits in three games and just until the fourth quarter. Yeah, so come and come and put it away, but you know they handled business. Yeah, they did, and in the end, it worked out for them. So that pretty much sums it up. One more question. One more question for you, Jacob. Let's do it. If you could have the perfect breakfast, what would it consist of? The perfect breakfast, what yeah. would it consist of? That's like that's a that ends relationships. Um, <laughs> gotta put out the bacon. Like bacon's gonna be the meat for me. It's always like bacon, ham, or sausage, or whatever. Right. I'll go with bacon number one. That's the easy call for me. Okay. Man, but I do love waffles over pancakes. Waffles over pancakes. Wow. You don't like pancakes? 
I do, but if I had to choose, I would probably don't like pancakes. I can't believe you don't like pancakes. I would go. I would, okay, my breakfast would probably be just make it easier. It's a meal. Talk, yeah, talk, breakfast chicken, meal. Chicken, chicken and waffles. Chicken, chicken and waffles. waffles. Bam, that'd be a perfect breakfast for me. You got your sweet with your salty, like meat. Everything. Cannot go wrong with cannot go wrong with chicken and waffles. Yeah, I'll probably go. That's that would be my meal, but if I had to pick one like that I could make, something that I could make, I'd probably go with Waffle with bacon and eggs. There you go. I like it. I'll take a T-bone steak with eggs with some bacon on the side with a big old glass of orange juice. So <laughs> there you have it, guys, that we are the Texas Power Hour. I'm, thanks, thanks, Jacob, for jumping on, giving your take on this finals. It's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. Yep. Throw, out your tw- throw out your Twitter out there so people know where to follow you at. It is Jacobsaurus underscore Rex. Already, you hear that Jacob Soros underscore Rex? Find him on Twitter. He's post random stuff. He's a huge Stars fan. About, about that, you know, how are you liking the NHL Finals right now? Um, you know, I got I got out of it a little because Dallas lost. I know. I'm watching the game tonight, so I feel you there. If it's if it's not Dallas, really don't even care. But it's okay. We are the Texas Power Hour. I'm JC, your host. Next time we'll have RDA. This is Jacob. Ball don't lie. Ball don't lie. (laughs) And we're out. Thank <laughs> you.